This program is a proud member of Univaz. Unified, unique, voices. Learn more at univazpods.net. Hello, my name's Patrick, and I'm a Scream Queen. I'm a Scream Queen, and so are you! <laughs> Hello again, my beautiful, beautiful, beautiful screamers, and welcome to another episode of Scream Queens, the podcast where horror gets gay. Happy Halloween, everybody. Happy Halloween. And it's not just Halloween, because tonight it's episode 247, and we are finally at the final day. The final show of the Countdown to Halloween Marathon for 21 days. I have put out 21 episodes because clearly I'm insane. And it's also to raise money for new alternatives, which we'll come back to. And to celebrate Halloween, we're being joined by two delightful guests who are also also thrilled to have as I am thrilled to also know in real life, or IRL as the kids are saying these days. And they are the hosts of the delightful podcast, Bloody Date Night. And I am talking about the husband and wife team of Josh Krebs. And Liz Richards hyphen Krebs. And they're here today to talk about an extremely Halloween-y thing. And I'm not talking about Josh's penis, no, sir. I'm talking about Trick or Treat from 2007, 2007 or 2009, depending on who you talk to. All right, here's the thing, kids. Now that my work is almost done, on this part of this fundraising experience, this the, the biggest, most monumental part, my body is actually rebelling against me as I'm sitting here. My body wants to shut down. It's not just tired. It is something I have never felt this before. And to top it all off, remember when I broke my headset microphone last week? And I said I was going to get a new one. I haven't had the time. And I'm battling the headset microphone. It is on its last legs. I can hear the wire is about to crack. And I can hear the crackling when I listen to the playback. But there's just nothing I can do about it right now. I've got to buckle down and push through. Because this is for something much bigger than me. Much bigger than the showcases. It is to help Fight the epidemic of homelessness among the LGBT teenage population. And that's what New Alternatives is all about. They're a group that's dedicated to helping getting these kids off the streets, not just for night, for tonight, but for good. And I don't have the energy to tell you how great they are. I've been saying it for 20 days. 
If this is your first time listening to the show, go back and listen. I am on I am past my last legs. I am dreading the work that I have to do after I record these segments, all that unsexy stuff like setting up the web page and uploading and marketing and blah. I want to be done. But I'm not. We are at when you combine the new alternatives Facebook page with the Facebook donation page and a couple of the random donations that have come in from other sources, we are at $2,307. The goal is $2,500. And while the donation pages are going to be open till the middle of November, I want so badly to hit that goal before Halloween is over. We are $197 away. We are so close. And I don't have any more push left. So I need you to help me by either going on over to the Facebook donation page at bit.ly. I'm so so tired. Sorry, kids. Bit.ly slash SQPodathon. That's bit.ly slash SQPodathon. And making your donation if you haven't already. Go talk to somebody that you think would be on board with this cause. If you share it on your pages, share it on your Twitter, share it on your Instagram. Because I can't. Not today. My I want to in my heart of hearts, but my body can only do so much. And my body is past its breaking point. You can also go on over to HTTP colon slash slash fundraise.newalternativesnyc.org slash SQ and donate there for people who are not comfortable donating on Facebook. If you have people that are not comfortable donating on a site they don't recognize, send them to Facebook. You know, we got both bases covered. I think we can do this. And remember, if we hit that goal before midnight tonight, before all of a sudden All Souls Days comes moping in, that the first episode of the Scream Queens director exclusive series, talking with the people who made some of these movies that we talked about in the Potathon, the first episode of that, which was going to be available for donation only. It was only going to be available to people who donated on the Facebook page, who donated on the New Alternatives page, or who cough up a couple of bucks to download it when it comes out. That episode, that first episode of that series is going to be free, talking with Bart Mastronardi, who directed Tales of Poe, one of the outgate directors who made this wonderful outgate movie about Edgar Allan Poe stories with every goddamn Scream Queens from the, uh, from the 80s, like legit, straight up, hardcore, eight, grade A Scream Queens in that movie. And he's going to talk about all of them. And you can get it for free. If you donate. Or if we hit this goal by tonight. 
Come on, kids. We are so close. And I want to give the people at New Alternatives and the kids that they help a really extra special Halloween treat by hitting that goal today. Please. I guess I am begging you. I'm begging you. Do what you can to get us there. Okay. I need to keep moving or I'm going to drop. So I am going to bring on Josh. And I'm going to bring on Liz. And we are going to talk about trick or treat. But first, let's take a listen to the trailer. During the spookiest time of the year, there are a few guidelines all ghosts and goblins should follow. Always stay on sidewalks. Never go to a stranger's house. And never go out alone. to the dead. The Halloween school bus massacre. They started to protect us, but... Morning, guys. How are you doing down there? Hiding bodies? <laughs> Nowadays, no one really cares. This one's the lit. What is that? So joining me on this next leg of the countdown to Halloween Marathon are two very, very brave souls because this leg, this particular leg is very, very scary. It's a particularly treacherous, terrifying, and very, very haunted trick-or-treat path. 
or a deadly forest of death. Yes, I just said deadly forest of death. It's redundant as well. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, let me introduce to you once again, coming back to the show, they are the hosts of the Bloody Date Night podcast. He really loves horror movies. She's like, eh, about the whole thing, but their entire marriage hangs in the balance. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Josh Krebs and Liz Richards. marriage is somewhat recognized and it won't be recognized until we get married in the catacombs below St. Patrick's Cathedral. Right. And then when the children of the dawn officially throw us into the fire, that means that we have officially been married. So and we thank will, you. We will rise again. And we will rise again and do another one of your episodes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> all right. That's all on tape now because like a verbal contract is binding. Yeah. All right. Well, you, find us next year. Bring uh-huh. it on. Uh huh. You can ask ask Kim what's her name about that. Oh God, what's her name? I don't know. Oh, <laughs> oh, great joke. Okay, good. Now it's gonna be like twenty seconds in the past. Kim, what's her name? God damn it, married to Alec Baldwin for years. Oh, Kim Basinger. Kim Basinger. She had to buy a town because of that. So. Basinger or Basinger? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> Basinger, which is a little different. Basinger. Basinger. <laughs> That's I, I, the I, town she bought was in Mexico. That's what they call her there. Oh my God! This is great. <laughs> a rollicking start. Look, we we've never so, researched uh, facts or pronunciations before. Why would we start now? Exactly, for baloney. Who cares about any of that nonsense? Correctness, plus it's podcasting. It's all for fun. Nobody. And if they do care, boy, will they tell you? Oh, oh, please! I know, I know, <laughs> I know. And it's it's always funny. Is like I believe you left out the schwa. I'm passing you. The umlaut. It's always it's always really funny because um, the re- sometimes we'll we'll read the reviews for our show, and um, everybody has really lovely things to say about Liz, and then I'm the one person who everybody shits on, which I think is That's- just so funny. I do. There are some moments there where people are just like he's just got a big head, or he's you know something <laughs> like that, or you know I, I bet I bet he's you know he screams in his sleep or something. It's weird. Yeah. I, 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 I'm, and I'm wondering when the point gets interesting because, like, this is what I would assume was life, life like anyway for you guys. Like, everybody loves Liz, nobody likes you. <laughs> so, yeah. for those of you who are not familiar with Bloody Date Night, Liz, Josh, why don't you tell everybody what goes on over there, please? Sure. So, we've been doing this podcast now for a little over three years. Mm-hmm. Um, Has it been that long? Well, yeah, actually, it's oh been, my gosh, it's officially four years. Oh, you're right. from, no, it's four. Um, this month, because um, essentially, every, the first movie that we did was Nightmare on Elm Street, and we just did Nightmare on Elm Street four. Uh, our Nightmare on Elm Street four episode drops last week, I think. Yeah. So that's how we keep track of like the the years in for the podcast mm-hmm. is by Nightmare on right. Elm Street so standards. Four years. So you have Freddy Krueger versaries. Yes. yes. Oh yes. my God. We, we started with the original night. Hashtag. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Liz. Continue. Oh no. So um. So Josh grew up watching horror movies over and over and over, and I saw one when I was a child and panicked and never watched any again. Um. And so we together are working our way through the horror movie franchise canon. And each episode, we watch a horror movie that Josh loves that I've never seen before. And then we get together and we talk about it for the first time on the podcast. So 
sometimes the facts are wrong, which that's what I'm saying. People will get really upset. Sometimes, like, <laughs> a lot of times, <clears throat> Josh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And people get really upset about that. Um, and just, yeah, just sort of learning about horror movie tropes and what holds up and what doesn't. God forbid if you forget what Chucky's real name was yeah. when he was a human being. If you fuck that up, people will burn you at the stake. It was Charlie Lee Basinior. Yeah, Charlie Lee Basinior. Basinior doll face. Oh man, he's just like a little Alec Baldwin running through the streets of Chicago, yeah. stabbing people. It's so oh, cute. Yeah. <laughs> no, I love your show. It's adorable. It's a great chemistry. It's a great formula. It's really simple, and it works so damn well. Thank, Thank you. you. I so many shows try to come up with these really complicated concepts, but yours is so simple. And it well, that's works. us. We're just we're just simple human beings. Yeah. Oh yeah, simple folks just out there on the farm <laughs> broadcasting live. <laughs> It's so funny to me because, I mean, I knew that the horror community was was vast and uh, passionate just through Josh and, and Gas Station Horror and, like, the, the comedy and the movies that he likes. And I didn't realize until we started doing this how excited horror movie fans are to talk about horror movies. Because mm -hmm. I tell people that I do this, and they're like, oh, my God, have you seen this? I'm like, I, I honestly, like, the whole conceit is that I don't know anything about these movies. Yeah. So I'm the worst person to talk about these movies. If you want to talk about, like, Law and Order, I'm, I'm with you. Mm -hmm. But the horror movies, uh, mm -hmm. less so. But it's been really fun. <laughs> She's, uh, well, that's the fun of it too. The fun of it too is that even though like you're not you're not exactly negative, Nancy, you're like dose of reality. Yeah, because I think which is I'm fun. Which is fun. Like you never you never just like some of the stuff you really like, some of the stuff you really hate. Hellraiser, but uh, and justifiably so. You have your reasons, and I love hearing that. I think it's very My exciting. After, By the way, after, sorry, Josh, go. I was gonna say after Hellraiser, she she made me pack my bags, <laughs> and she was like, "Get out of my uh -huh. apartment." Uh huh. I am. I know. I we can't covered that. We covered that last year. So with the people like, I gotta talk about new stuff. Uh, so Josh, oh, yes. why don't you just tell people? Somebody, you just mentioned Gas Station Horror really quickly. What was, what was what's that about? Oh yeah, um, Gas Station Horror is a uh, horror themed improv show that I do in New York. I've done it for I think five years, six years now. Yeah, predates the podcast. Yeah, predates sure. the podcast definitely. And um, what it is is that we uh, we basically take some of the shittiest. Uh, movies, horror movies that are known to mankind, um, uh, and we play about uh, like a good to say like forty seconds of a scene, and then essentially um, some of the best uh, fucking funniest people in New York City come up and they finish those scenes out in improv, and uh, it gets really silly and really stupid. And oftentimes, some Patrick, you've been there a couple nights. You've seen it. It gets pretty dark and pretty uh, pretty dirty sometimes. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I've learned a lesson, though, Josh. What is your lesson? Never go when Krebs isn't in it. That is true. <laughs> Nothing is good true. happens to me when Krebs isn't there. Do you know what happened last time? What, what happened last time? Okay, I'm sitting next to this. I had to sit on the side. And I'm sitting next to this girl, this couple. The first time... She flipped her hair into my mouth. <laughs> I let it go. Oh my god! The third time she did it, I said something. Yeah. The fifth time she did it, <gasps> I lost my fucking mind. Oh god! Fortunately, it was during the scene change, like between like the end of the scene and the start of the next clip. Yeah. And I snap it. I'm like, blah, blah, blah. You stupid bad I told you. I'm like, I have that hair in my mouth. And I storm up. Boom, 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 up the stairs. Boom, 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 boom. Get to the top of this. I left in a huff. Was that, wait, I was at that show? 
No. Oh, I wasn't? Okay. No. This is why bad things happen, because you're not there. I get to the top of the stairs, and I'm like, my phone's not in my pocket. It must have fallen out. So after making oh, no. this great exit, I have to like, excuse me. I'm just, oh, I still hate you, and I hate your hair. If you, I guarantee you, if you come and see me in a show, I will make it the you will be treated like a king or a queen that you are. Mm. And I will carry you on my back outside of those doors. And you just have to tell me how great of a job I did. And you know what? Retroactively, I don't feel bad at all that I ate all their Halloween candy that was on their chairs before they got oh, there. Yeah. We, we give, yeah, you're absolutely right. We give out free uh, Halloween candy. And I, we used to do popcorn, but we also yeah. do DVDs too during the show. So if uh -huh. anybody's in New York and they want to come check it out, hit me up, let me know, and uh, I'll see if I can get you a seat or something. You know, I have no power in this scenario. I just want to feel like I'm really, I just want to blow, blow up that ego a little bit. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. You usually uh -huh. do that whenever you come. Oh, did I tell you what happened last time? No. Um, I don't. I don't know if I told you about this last time, but some kid, or just some kid, some guy came up to me after at the end of the show. He goes, "Is your name Josh?" And I was like, "Yeah." And he goes, "Did you live in Missouri like during uh, 1993 to 1996?" And I was like, "Yeah." Oh and my he, God! You're his father. Yeah. God, I, I was waiting for that. I was wait, <laughs> I was expecting him to like give me a subpoena or something, but it, which would have been really great after a show. Believe me, that's and it's a funny word too. Yeah, subpoena. Um, and so he goes, yeah, I went to elementary school with you and I live in New York now. And I, he basically tracked me down through like social media. Oh, he found out I was doing this show and he showed up and he just said, yeah, I just want to let you know that I'm here. And then he just left. He just like dissipated into the fucking like ether. It was, it was crazy. my reason for existence is done. Poof. Yeah. yeah. It was so odd, and like I would have because I I'm always the hostess. I want to go up and chat with everybody, and I was like, mm -hmm. oh my gosh, it's so nice to meet you. Blah blah blah. He's like, oh, did you just move to the city? Because I thought, well, that's, you know, he just moved. He's like looking for friends. He's like, oh no no, I've lived here for years. And I went, oh, okay. Uh huh. And then he leaves. Okay. And then he disappeared into the city once again, into the night like Dark Man. And we like never got Shoeless Joe Jackson and Field of Dreams. He just like just and, and disappeared. And we like, didn't get a phone number. No. Like, he didn't like exchange info. No. He didn't get a last name even. It was just no. like, oh, okay. My job uh, is done. Yeah, I just wanted to let you know that I'm here. If, if yeah. I, I told Liz, I said, if I died two or three days under mysterious circumstances, remember that dude. Yeah. You're going to get single white crabbed right now. That's what's gonna happen. You know what? It's happened already. He married me. So boom. Oh, you. boom. All right. So the movie that we are here to talk about is a little piece from 2007 because we are here to talk about a movie, believe it or not. And that is the elusive trick or treat. Trick or treat. Trick or treat. Trick or treat. Okay, so Liz, Josh, since you are the guest, you kind of sort of know the drill. Since you are the guest, is your job one, both of you, doesn't matter, figure it out yourselves. It's your job to give me a nice, tight 30 second plot summary. Of trick or treat. Clock starts now. It's a bunch of three different uh, kind of converging stories about werewolves, serial killers, uh, mis uh, a mysterious bus crash involving kids, a, a kid's ghost story, and then finally an old man who is just a cranky old bastard. And there's a little boy that kind of interweaves the entire movie who is also a serial killer, sort of. And he's the one that's attacking the old man at the end. Well done, that's Josh. It. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I would have gone with the citizens of Warren Valley, Ohio, are going to have an exceptional Halloween this year, as they learn that breaking the rules of the holiday have dire consequences. Mm -hmm. Spank their asses. Okay, so this movie caused so 
much Huffity Who in the horror community. Really? It was set to release in 2007. Major theatrical release for October. The trailers were out. The buzz was huge. Warner Brothers pulled it at the last minute without explanation, without warning, never set a release date. And it sat on the shelves for years. Huh. And when it finally got a release, it was kind of like, here it is. And people speculated, people speculated that they didn't want, some say that it was because they didn't want it to go up against Saw. Oh. Halloween release. And others say it was because the director, whose name was in front of me, we are not checking IMDb. Michael, Michael Doherty. Yeah, uh, director Michael Doherty, his last movie was Superman Returns, and it bombed. <laughs> Scary mm. as fuck. Yeah. Um, that's also, yeah, that makes sense. And also, Brian Singer produced yeah. this. <laughs> He wasn't problematic at the time. He is now. Okay. <laughs> he's definitely I, problematic yeah, now. He's got, a little bit of a, he's got a little bit of a rep. He's got a little bit of a rep. Yeah, yeah and so. I want to get into it because like, a lot of the pieces that I've picked randomly, not so randomly, but you know, not of on a deep level, are turning out to have these deep paths attached to them. So we'll come back to that a little bit later <laughs> if we have time and if we feel like it. Yeah. The thing is, uh, one of the stars of the movie, Dylan Baker, who plays the principal guy, Mm-hmm. The creepy principal guy with the glasses, who's in everything. Yeah, yeah, he's great. He used to be my neighbor, sort of. Uh, when what? I lived in Midtown, yeah, he lived. He lived in um, uh, Manhattan Plaza. Lived, he's still there. I, but I lived across the street. I used to see him on the street all the time, and I would just say hi or whatever. And when this movie got pulled, and then it was just sitting there for years and years and years, I, I just stopped and like, do you have any idea what's going on with Trick or Treat? He was so upset about the whole thing. He's like, you don't understand. This is one of the finest things I've ever worked on. I'm so proud of it. And they pulled it. And they're not, they're just going to let it die. Hmm. Oh, dude, that's so sad. That's got to be hard. And you know what? He fucking kills it in this movie. He killed, no, no pun intended. <laughs> well, you know, also, I will say, Dylan Baker is the only man I know who can who can murder a child on screen and beat it to death and still be charming for the rest of the I was going to say, movie. and you're just like, oh, yeah. that guy. Like, he's yeah. just like, oh, you're, you're, oh, yeah. he's just, he's, he's, he's beating that child with a shovel. How cute. Aww. Like you do on Halloween. I just want to come back, come back to Dylan in a bit. Because what I love about the movie is that the movie opens on Josh and Liz coming home from a party. <laughs> Yes. Oh, yes. Because these two are pretty much you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pretty much. I'm going, I can see all I can see is all this happening. Yeah. Yeah. Josh going upstairs to get the nature tape ready, falling asleep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Liz <laughs> having to do all the cleanup. <laughs> well, Doug, you know what? I love Halloween. For, for someone who doesn't like scary stuff, I fucking love Halloween. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We were actually just talking um, the next week that where we're going to hit up to go look for uh, more Halloween decorations for the house. Uh, okay. so we nice. bought some last year, but we certainly don't have enough. Yep. Yeah. You never have too many, uh, yeah. too many Halloween costumes. I got this real great skeleton wreath for the front door. Oh, nice. Yeah. I will, I will say though that yes, Liz and I are at the beginning of this movie. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. Liz, Liz demands that I go upstairs and put the fuck tape on. Yeah. And <laughs> I usually do fall asleep on the bed unfulfilled with my half my pants off. <laughs> um, and half of your costume still on. And half my costume yeah. still on. 
Wait, so let me ask you this. So I'm uh, like, there are a lot of people in this movie that I recognize. Yes, it's one of those movies. Yes. Yeah, it's yeah. one of those movies. Well, and I was so excited to see Anna Paquin. I love her. I think she's great. Yeah. She's underutilized. It's, it's such a good. It's it's such a good sign when you when the movie opens and you see Leslie Bibb, uh-huh. who yes. is just like you're just like, what are you doing? This is such a you're a fucking robot in this movie. And then I can't pronounce his name. To Mo, uh, yeah, Pennycat I have, I have no idea. Yeah, I'm sorry. From what? Yeah, he was from Battlestar Galactica. Yes, yeah, I was and, couldn't have given you his name, but yeah, yeah. Uh, well, he, uh, but in the in the in the beginning, I was I for because I I've seen this movie like last time I saw this movie was maybe like like right when it came out. I mm-hmm. saw it illegally. That's how everybody saw it. Yeah, <laughs> because there was no I'm way to get it for years. Because I'm a fucking robber. Um, mm-hmm. Hey, there's no other way to get it. You got, you have needs, man. I'm a criminal, dude. I fucking watch horror movies on stream illegally. Um, so, uh, yeah. So we, so we see both of these guys show up, and she kind of like dismantles and shakes down all the Halloween costumes within one night. And I'm like, like, why would you do that? That makes no sense. Because yeah, her, I, her mom was coming over. What a weird. Yeah. That was <laughs> no, she was over it. She, well, she did lots of stuff. She blew out the candles. She blew out the jack-o'-lantern immediately, which, as we know in this movie, means you're dead. Yeah. Yeah. So And she took her for costume. Those are the two rules. Like, some of the rules they set up is that you have to keep your jack-o'-lantern. Okay, this is my question to both of you. Um, they keep talking about, they're like, if you break the rules of Halloween, you die. What the hell are the rules yeah. of Halloween? Well, Dylan Baker actually set them up on the porch. He was talking to that kid. He was talking to the fat kid from Yeah, but Pat okay, Santa. has anyone ever heard those rules before? Yes. Really? I mean, well, the thing is, like, the decorations and stuff are there to ward off evil spirits, as are the jack o lanterns You take them away before Halloween's over, you're leaving yourself susceptible. True. Hmm. I, I've never heard that. I mean, that was the origins of it. That's why people started doing that, to make your house scary, to keep the evil, the evil spirits away. The same thing with trick-or-treats. If you know, you have to give whoever shows up, whatever goblin shows up a gift, otherwise they're going to terrorize it. Hmm. Yeah, that's called marriage, Patrick. Boom, up top. I wouldn't know because I haven't been to the catacombs behind whatever it was. St. Patrick's <laughs> Waiting for the yeah. the Hoosa Watsons to arise again so we can burn them in the oven. Oh, don't worry. We hot pot. No, I got so nothing. Go back to the beginning and you, we'll, we'll listen to that again. The easy bake. It's fine. Um, <laughs> These things are but, deadly. But, it, like, yeah, so she starts t- dismantling all the Halloween costumes at the beginning, and it's supposed to be very sinister. Yeah. But this is also a moment where we kind of see – small things in the back this is what i like about this movie there are small things that are happening in the background yeah. that you like later on in the movie you're like oh shit this is all taking place in like the same block of houses yeah, yeah. at the same time yeah yeah when you when different uh different stories would sort of circle back to the same spot and you'd be like yeah. oh that's what this yeah. saw. i thought that was very i mean it's, they, why, the why ex- it's i mean it's such a really neat uh, this is kind of the movie that i i would love if i was like 12 because yeah. it's all within – well, I love it. And I think it's kind of cool now. But I, It's a hoot now, yeah. Yeah, but it's like – but it's one of those things where I was like the idea of like a, like a contained space, but the contained space is the town. Yeah. And yeah, what we haven't left out is this town is bananas for Halloween. Oh, oh man. They, it's like the yeah. most gigantic – Halloween party going on, happening. There's news coverage, all kinds of stuff happening. It's like the biggest party ever happening. People are blowing each other in the streets. Why They're all dressed up like – 
elves and shit. Like, why? Why is it uh, such a big Halloween town? Did we ever learn? It's no. just no. like it's no, just, just this. Ohio. It's just like they just love Halloween. Uh huh. Well, they have the big they have the big parade and stuff where right. like people are running through the streets like banging drums and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, but there's the, there's that newscaster that's like yeah. doing a news report and they're just right. like, so, like, oh, it's a Halloween like, it's a Halloween parade. Just, it's like yeah, no shit. We know it's Halloween. Yeah, it's yeah. like the Greenwich Village Parade, but in the middle of uh, yeah, Hawaii, Hawaii is what I almost said. In the middle of Hawaii, Ohio. <laughs> If this, Ohio. This movie, if, if the ending of this movie just revealed they were on an island in Hawaii, I would lose my fucking mind. Uh-huh. And they were dead the whole time. <laughs> they were yeah. dead the whole time. So, yeah. So, it's just, I, I guess, it's just a, a town that really loves Halloween. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Okay. It's a place that I, well, I think it's, it's merited on, like, all of these crazy things. I, I mean, it makes sense because all of these kooky stories all happen with this same town so it's like they have a reason for it to be really celebratory mm-hmm. yeah i guess it's you know? kind of like like there's this um there's this town in california that i used to have to go to uh like once or twice a year for work la no not- <laughs> never heard of it <laughs> heard of it heard of it um this little town called los angeles uh-huh. um, no but and it's, it's called also known as city of the angles <laughs> yeah <laughs> but if i ever went uh, when I would go at like end of September ish, they had a scarecrow festival, and the scarecrow festival like took over the town. Wow. Okay. Like, every place you went to had a scarecrow. Like they made their own themed scarecrow to whatever their store was. So like you would go to the post office, and they had a scarecrow built out of cardboard boxes and like packing materials. Oh. And like. You went to the kitchen store, and it was all made out of kitchen supplies. It was, it was, but but like the whole town got really caught up in it. It was like a huge deal. And as someone who came in from a larger city, I was like, "What is going on? Everyone here loves scarecrows right now." Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now, so I guess you I don't can, love scarecrows, visitor. Oh my god! I mean, <laughs> maybe I should be out of town before the sun goes down, visitor. <laughs> I, I took uh, pictures with every scarecrow I found. I had a girl. Yeah, they were ridiculous. I love them. Yeah, so I guess it's a town that just loves Halloween. They found their thing. It's the big money maker, and hey, great for them, good for them. And then, um, it, yeah, and I also love the obligatory like murder at the beginning. Yes. Yeah. And it was, it kind of reminded me of is it the original Halloween where you get the POV shot? Yeah. 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 A well, little it, Sam. Yeah, it kind yeah. of reminded me of Scream in a weird way. Oh yeah. Like you have these. Uh, relatively two known, well-known actors mm-hmm. at the beginning of the movie. I'm like, oh shit, I know Leslie Bibb. I know uh, Timo, Tim, Timon. No, I don't want to call him Timon. That's horrible. Battlestar uh, Galactica. <laughs> Battlestar Galactica. And uh, and he, you're like, oh, this movie's going to involve them in some really big way. And then the opening of the movie is they just fucking die or yeah. one of them gets killed. Well, yeah, she gets the shit killed out of her. Yeah, yeah. so she, she gets a, she has a lollipops is it stabbed in her mouth or did she just get stabbed with a lollipop? I think she gets just stabbed with it. I don't think it, I think it's the, it's that lollipop from the end. Yeah. 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 That he bit into. Yeah. So it's that curved one with the hook on the end. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. Like I'm very sure. Cause lollipops are very sharp. They can be. They sure can be. Yeah. So what I thought was neat about this is that it is an anthology movie, but the way it's presented is not the typical anthology style. It's not, and now another story, and now another story. And the way they weave them together keeps things very alive and very fresh. Yeah, Yeah. it's like they made some effort to, like, make it more cinematic. Yeah. It's kind of like um, uh, Sam 
the little boy in the movie yeah. is kind of like the crypt keeper yeah. Of, oh, yeah. of this whole scenario, I yeah. guess. I mean, it's it's because I guess you do need that constant to kind of carry the entire idea of what yeah. the movie is. Yeah. 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 The same world. yeah. And yeah, they, and they make no attempt to explain him. He doesn't speak. He's just this present figure that's always watching. He's kind of like the spirit of Halloween. He's got yeah. a tiny little figure. Yeah, he does. He's like a little sock. He's stabbing people with with lollipops that are more crooked than a politician's mm. dick. It's uh-huh. That's so, pretty crooked. So is, is he one of the kids who was on the bus? No. Oh. No, what no. I get from this is Sam is just something much older, something much yeah. more mysterious, something that's kind of more unexplainable about the holiday. I mean, just, I mean his name is Sam. Yeah, I mean. And Sam Hain, I assume is his last name. <laughs> yeah, Sam, I was actually wondering, like, is it related to Sam Hain? Absolutely. I mean, um, they, they clearly wanted to make the spirit of Halloween and put it in this little form because he just sums it all up. He's there with, 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 witnessing all the good Halloween things and all the bad Halloween things, rewarding the good, punishing the bad. Yeah, yeah. I, I also love it how we we see the little um, the little boy from Bad Santa. Yes. <laughs> and we just immediately, the first thing we see is him just like smashing pumpkins. Oh, yeah, the little. Oh, new bad name. Oh, wait, no. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> if you listen to our podcast, you get that joke. Um, but yeah, okay, he, the, little, but, the little chubby kid. Yeah. Running around, and then he, um, I guess he just starts stealing stealing candy. Yeah, and, I mean, so oh, the, the, the principal, that. Yeah, go list. Oh, I was just because he has that, the, the principal has the bowl on his porch that's the, like, just take one, please. You know, like the the trust. Uh-huh. The, the honor system, yeah, the basically, honor system is what they're saying. Them. Which is bullshit. Which doesn't work. Yeah, not at all. Obviously. Yeah, and then so he um, just like dumps the whole thing in his bag, and then uh, the the principal comes out and is like, "You have to, you have to obey the Halloween rule." That's not going to be any good for your diabetes. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. How, that's why, does, diabetic. why does the principal know that the child is a diabetic? Because that seems like the principal should know. Why should he know? Why does he? Why would? Why he, I mean, like when. When, when I do when I do programs with big bunches of kids, like we we know in advance who has allergies, who needs to take medicine, who yeah. has something happens. All right, it's well, his job. Okay, yeah, so it's let's it's, let's it's, just it's call principal. a spade a spade. Yeah. I would be a terrible high school, like elementary school principal. Oh, you're no you're, one hired. Your school would be in flames by period two. <laughs> They'd be like, oh, uh, are we not uh, teaching about fire today? Oh, we already hit Lord of the Flies in period oh. one. For six months. Oh, uh, the pig's blood is really uh, coming in great this season with the new students. This is great. I love it. Um, yeah. I, I, Maybe learning other horror movie facts wrong would be great. <laughs> this is Josh's school. Yeah, that's me. Just, yeah. just, just engaging with the youth of America. Uh, <laughs> what I thought, go, 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 go. Well, I was going to say, like I, 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 like, I could watch Dylan Baker carve a pumpkin in this movie. Oh, yeah. For, that like, great. 45 minutes. He's so fucking good, and he's in everything, which is I love about him, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and what was funny, when I saw this, when I finally got to see it, the same day I saw him on Broadway, he was in, um, oh, oh, God. Oh, oh, God. God damn. I never heard of the show. I oh, oh, Josh, I can't think of what it's called now. Damn it. Oh. Describe it. Um, it was the parents, and it had James Galdafini in it. 
Oh, God of Carnage. God of Carnage. He took over for James Gandolfini. This is the first time I've ever gotten this right. Yeah. <laughs> it is, yeah. Just, this is my domain, but I had no yeah. idea what you were talking about. Yeah, it's yeah thank you. Thank you. But he took over for James Gandolfini. So the same day, I saw this kid do this immense puke scene with Dylan Baker. It was the same time I saw Lisa, Lucy Liu puke. Oh, you saw in her lap twice. Oh, that's right. You did see more puke. You saw puke after puke involving Dylan Baker. And so I told him, so I was like, I just, I just had a vomit day with you. He's like, oh, you saw card. And I, saw, I was like, yeah, I saw a chicken treat. He's like, oh, that's a lot of vomit for one day. I said, yes, I'm so that, Dylan that, Baker. Thank so you. I mean, there's a lot of vomit in this movie. Oh, that was man. so gross. That first, when he, when, oh, when, no. that, when that little kid from Bad Santa just starts throwing up profusely oh, uh -huh. all over his porch, I'm like, tell him to stop. Like, I, it was so. Uh -huh. And Dylan Baker's just still calmly monologuing away. He's like, "Oh, yeah." Halloween. And this and this little kid's just should've like, "Should have checked your candy." Should have checked your candy, didn't you? Well, Butterfingers are good this year. Yeah. And he's just like spewing out tons of chocolate. But I got aroused. Yeah, you and you murdered a child within the first ten minutes of your movie. Yeah. yeah. And you didn't lose us as an audience, which is a neat trick. I, uh, yeah. I think, again, it goes back, like, I mean, it's, it's going to sound really dark, but there aren't enough movies where people kill kids. We talked about this yeah, last time. Yeah. 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 Very hard. No, because, yeah, we definitely talked about this with Woman yeah, in White. Yeah, we talked about, about this Woman in White. Yeah, it's very hard to do a movie where you can kill children. Yeah, and this one made it easy because he was awful. He was a dick. That's true. We don't see much of him, but what we do see of him, he's awful. Yeah, he's yeah. not. Actually, there are a lot of terrible children in this movie. Yes, it's and they all paid, didn't they? Yeah, I mean, Rhonda, but uh huh, we'll get to her. Yeah, um, but I, I actually and I love the reveal of um his uh, uh, the principal's son. Oh, this uh, the kid is just screaming Billy. the whole time, and I have to say, Billy, Billy is correct. Charlie Brown is an asshole. This this yeah. movie is so fucking funny sometimes like, uh -huh. and that's a great reveal because you think that he's gonna like it's, it's just such a great twist right like, i mean the the whole idea of just like him burying a body and the kid just kind of like in your mind you're like the kid's just thinking like oh dad's in the back he's burying and then yeah but to the but like when you think about it after the whole reveal that the kid is he's raising he's the kid to be a it, serial yeah. killer yeah you're like oh, that kid's just watching his dad do fuck, and that's why he doesn't like yeah, alert anybody. It's not anybody. that he's oblivious. It's, it's just that he, he just, doesn't. It's normal. It doesn't matter. For him. It's, it's just another day. And here's the thing I noticed watching it this time mm -hmm. was that the body he's burying, yeah, is not the kid from the porch. Uh, it's not, isn't it? No, no, it's not. It's got it's got like clown hands. It's yeah. got a clown costume on. It's a totally different kid that's getting buried in the background, which makes sense because the other body is actually inside. Oh shit! I yeah, I that's that. funny because I actually I did be the jack o' lantern, yeah. And I was like, did I miss something? No, they just didn't um, show us something. He's been murdering kids all night. <laughs> yeah, man, that's because there's because there's two bodies in the uh, in the hole that he's that he's dug. Mm -hmm. Right. So yeah, so feasibly it's it's uh, Charlie's body and this clown baby, clown child, clown child. Clown, poor cl poor anonymous clown baby. Clown yeah. baby. Well. Whoever yeah, you were, so there were more. You're so probably there were awful too. Yeah. Two dead kids. Two two diabetic fat children. <laughs> oh hey yeah yeah. We don't yeah. know if they're diabetic fat children. We don't know. We don't know for sure, but it's a good chance. As as much as I know about serial killers, yeah, they do have a Nemo. Yeah. So this whole first segment of the, the main story 
that we first come into is following Dylan Baker on his murder spree and this interaction with his son. And I don't want to spoil too much about it, more than we already have. It's a fantastic um, movie. And I'll probably um, do screen. No, it's okay. Are we trying not to spoil it? Not too much. I'm totally going to spoil it. No, because some of it you can't help but spoil. Like this next segment with Natalie uh, – I keep wanting to call it Natalie Portman, but it's not. It's the other one that's not Natalie Portman. And a Paquin. And a Paquin. Yeah. I love this whole sequence because it's her and her girlfriends and her sister. They're going to a party and they're getting their costumes ready, but they're only in town for one night and they have to find Anna Pack on a date so she yeah. can lose her virginity. Also, also they, um, they found their costumes at night, but they already had their hair done uh-huh. <laughs> to match the costumes. I thought that was uh, wonderful. Yeah, uh-huh. it took me out of the whole fucking movie. Well, you know, they were supernatural. Spoiler. <laughs> that yeah. is true. You're absolutely yeah. right. But I did. I did um, but yeah. All the dialogue that they have sounds yeah, like it's oh about God. sex. Like, it sounds like it's yeah. about sex. And when you listen back to it, you're like, it's really not. Yeah. It's about eating it's people. Really it's <laughs> yeah. About, yeah, it's about fucking which murdering was, people. Which was great because I definitely thought this was going to be the stereotypical sorority girl murder. Thing. Yeah, I didn't see any of this coming as well. Because, you know, the yeah. whole trailer was all, almost the whole trailer is Anna Paquin in the Little Red Riding Hood role. Because that's what yeah, she's dressed as. The girls are all like fairy tale princesses that consist the costumes they design on. But, Anna Paquin hasn't found her date yet for the party in the in the field and Shepherd's Meadow. Well, she's it. also it's it's a, she's like it's like her first party or something, isn't that? What she's she gonna said? lose her virginity tonight. They yeah. keep saying that tonight's the night. But, but, but she doesn't say that. She says it's her first time. It's her first time. Yeah. Her well, first she does time. say that she's still a virgin. But it's not her uh, first party because they talk about all of them going out and getting costumes the night. The but last maybe she had this. She didn't go all the way. But yeah. The, oh, okay. Yeah. I, I yeah. didn't know if Anna Paquin went with them to those other. Yeah, things. it sounded like they had gone on these, gone to these parties before, but she perhaps had not participated. Yeah, that was what I gathered. Yeah, yeah. and you know, she winds up getting stalked by this creepy guy who we've already seen this creepy vampire guy in a mask who we've already seen oh, kill one yeah. girl in an alley. And, yeah, that was hot. And you think that she's the one in danger the whole time, and it turns out she's not. Yeah. <laughs> it's oh, him. What, a, what a good flip. I know. It was a great one. And then when it flips even again, it double, did a double flip, and oh, by the way, it's the principal. It's the principal. And he looks just like such a sad, <laughs> sad man. Which is one of the genius things in this movie, particularly with the segment, is that you have a guy who's a villain in one segment becoming the victim in the next. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's it just helps yeah. with the flow so much, and it, it gives a nice sense of conclusion to the whole thing. Yeah. yeah, and Anna Pagwin really sells it because I think she's not someone you'd think of as like a seductress or a villain. She's just kind of like you know, sweet, kind of mm-hmm. awkward, but like very pretty, but like kind of you know, not as gregarious, I guess, as the other girls are. Uh huh. So yeah. then all of a sudden, yeah. that flip when she's like in control is super cool. I'm a fucking werewolf. Uh-huh. Yeah. Also, I, I like that they weren't vampires. I thought they were gonna be vampires, <laughs> and I was like, ah, oh, sweet, they're gonna be. I always appreciate a good werewolf. And you know what? Among these, uh, among modern transformations, without without CGI, this was spectacular mm-hmm. werewolf makeup stuff. Yeah. I thought it was great that they had to rip their skin off. Yeah, yeah. that was cool. the werewolf out. That, that was rad. That's a good, like whenever. So werewolves aren't done enough. I think I was gonna say they're pretty underutilized. They're pretty underutilized, and I think the thing is, is that people always assume like the werewolf transformation is equivalent to like in American Werewolf in London where it's yeah. like body stretches and all that shit. But I love the idea of just like having a skin suit that you just wear. 
Yeah. And and that's like such a cool little sounds so like, traumatic. It's, it, but it's like also just like such a nice touch. It's like it's somebody else's take on a folklore of a. Um, of werewolves, and I'm like, yeah. that's a cool idea. It's a great idea, and I love, I love too that it wasn't a painful transformation. They loved yeah. it. It felt so fucking good to get these awful human skins off. Yeah, you're just like, oh, I don't want to be wearing this anymore. It's like, yeah, like you know, when you come home, you don't want to wear pants anymore. And let me you're tell you like, something. Whenever I turn into a werewolf, I always like to uh, listen to the cover of Sweet Dreams <laughs> with Marilyn Manson. Yeah, yeah that, and I think and I do believe. Very- that- a very uh, early 2000s choice. Yep, yep. And I believe that this was ahead of the trend where every horror movie trailer had to have a slowed down acoustic oh version. God, yes. We've, yeah, we've talked about that. Yeah, yeah. We'd be, yeah we, I talked about it in my show too. It's like one of those annoying trends. It was cool for a while, but this was actually ahead of that. They're, they're still doing it, I think they are. I know, I know. It's tired. It's weird. I, I don't know, but I feel like it kind of faded out in favor of children singing creepy songs. Mm. Oh, what they need to do is they need to do sweet dreams, but done by creepy children. Creepy oh, there children. you go, and sold. Sweet dreams are made of this. Like the kids, Bob kids. Yeah. Yeah. Or no, get the kids, cars for kids, kids. Oh, Kids Incorporated. Oh, those are the scariest children of all. No. No, I hate those children. The fact that the girl that plays the violin in that commercial, hey, there's no violin in that song at all. She plays the violin, but the fact that her scarf still has the tag on it drives me insane. Yeah. Yeah. Oh Mike, I get you're going to return these costumes after the shoot's over, but you could at least... Well, you know what? I, ne- I never noticed that she still has the tag on, but I'm going to have to look for that next time. You'll never not notice it again. Yeah. Well, that's like when I pointed out the the uh, guy for in the Carmel who's trying to lip sync and he doesn't get the words right. Oh, you had one New job. New York jokes for New York people. Yeah. New we York one job. One job. One job. <laughs> Unless they, you know, I was going to give them the benefit of the doubt and say maybe they changed the lyrics after they shot. And I said, no, then you could have done a reshoot. No, they sing Riding Around Town and he does not. Okay. It's amazing. Watch well, there you go. Watch that commercial. Well, well, yeah. If you want more things to drive you crazy. Okay, please. <laughs> it's, Bring them on. Bring that, them on. That, I, mean, I mean, not to jump ahead too much. I mean, we've already revealed they're werewolves. But yeah, um, that, that whole, like, that's kind of, a, there's so many weird through lines in this movie. Mm-hmm. that are kind of like because dylan baker and this is what i kind of love about this movie is that dylan baker when he is burying that kid he in, encounters brian cox who plays uh mr krieg cranky guy next door yeah cranky, yeah. cranky old he's a real grumpy old man um real walter Matthau. this one he's, it's, he's it's, next door. It's, it's it's the it's the it's the scrooge it's a Halloween yeah. Scrooge story. Oh man, why would you be a Halloween, a Halloween Scrooge? I don't know. So he he runs well, out. He's got a reason. And as as Dylan Baker is burying the body, he goes back inside, which is he's also like watering the the grave, which I think is really a cute little touch. Uh-huh. I don't know why he waters it as he's like leaving it. Well, he put it. There was a tree there. He put oh, a baby tree yeah, in. Yeah, he put a little tree there. I think that's so funny. What you had to do at ten o'clock at night? Trust me, you had to do it. Yes, that is not suspicious. Where did though. that little tree come from? For the septic oh, tank. Yeah. Um, but then he sees Brian Cox in his uh, barricaded uh, oh, house, yes. screaming through the window. He's like, ah, 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 and it's all muffled and shit. And then we just see him being tackled, which I think is just again these things happen throughout the movie, and you're like, what the fuck was that? Uh huh. Like, is that going to happen again? And then we, and then you end up getting like, you have to stick with the movie if you want right. to really know what. Right, because later on that scene's going to flip, and you're going to see it from the other side. 
Oh, yeah, man. will you ever? Yeah, and my favorite part of this uh, this particular exchange is that when Brian Cox first comes out, when he because I guess he's hearing something, he's like, "What are you doing out there? I got an NRA membership <laughs> in my pocket and a shotgun over the fireplace." And I said, "And I'm guessing it's Chekhov shotgun because if we yeah. fired by Act Three, and yes, it was. Thank you, Chekhov shotgun, literally." I think the 2018 is like the. If you mention that you have an NRA membership, you have to pull out a gun. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's the whole, or, or that's just the uh, Texas, Texas threat. Yep. Uh, yeah, so the third segment involves a bunch of kids. Yeah, and a prank is, within a prank within a prank. All gone very, very wrong. This is my least favorite. Yeah, this is kind of – this was a missed opportunity. I like this one. This, this one just hit some dark notes uh, – much darker notes than the rest of the movie. Oh man! I just I wanted um I I don't know I didn't understand why Rhonda turned on them really. Oh. Like, I, mean, I kind of wanted her to I don't know I wanted her to her to. They tried I, to kill her. I know, and then those I, little brats almost killed her. I would have left them too. Right, but that was well, like, what's, I, okay. We're ahead of ourselves. So this whole story features about this legend that the town has that, you know, every creepy town has, they've got the legend of what happened in the rock quarry about the Halloween school bus massacre 30 years ago. And something about this, this whole sequence got under my skin and my getting older, getting to be a parental kind of set mm-hmm. because you spend a lot, like it's a lot, the flashback story goes on longer than it needs to in an uncomfortable yeah. way because you've got all the kids in the bus in their Halloween costume and they're creepy and they're also sad. Because, right. you know, they're special kids and they can't help whatever is going on with them and you know that something bad has been planned for them. The fact that they showed the guy drive them to the quarry and get out and then check their chains to make sure that they're chained in their seats one at a time was painful for me. Like, yeah. that's so cruel. Just, just drive them over. Why would you just... just, just prolonging the agony hey whatever ronnie reagan asks you to do you do it you do it and you don't ask no questions no sir yeah so he just drives this whole bunch school bus full of special kids yeah. over a cliff <laughs> oh yeah it's it's such a weird it's such a weird little um really dark incredibly because dark also, because it's also it's one of those if the story is, is that they are they are um I, i'm assuming special needs children and the parents uh, okay. yeah. can't but deal with the responsibility of dealing with these kids. Well, I couldn't figure out if they were special needs or if they were just, like, psychotic kids. I don't know. I think they were just special. We, there were no indication that there was anything else. It was just the ones that they were embarrassed about. That's what they said. It was, like, the ones that were, whatever didn't come out. And yeah. I just thought about it like this. this and I was thinking, too, I'm like, wow, it's so wild to think the parents would do that, that they gave money to the school bus driver to get rid yeah. of their kids. And I said, but that's been done. That's what people used to do. I mean, that's that whole let disappointment me, me, room was you'd wall your kids up in your house that were off. Let me, and no one would ever know they were, ever lived. It's awful. I, I was on a bus once and I told Just the, the bus driver, I haven't seen the new season of Orange is the New Black and he, and he tried to drive it into a rock quarry. So this scene in this movie was very triggering for me. Okay. <laughs> Okay. I feel like I feel like now we just really just brought everything. And uh, <laughs> now we just went to a very dark place, and I don't know where we are. But okay. Hey, you know what? I'm alive. Yeah. I'm alive, man. I don't care. Yeah, but I guess like the backstory, I kind of got, but then I didn't really understand why. Because they all seemed like they were getting along, all the kids. 
and then they turned against Rhonda, and then Rhonda just sort of like leaves them. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I had spotted this like this time through. Like, again, you're getting clips of these kids early on before you're into their story for real. Like, you keep seeing various trick or treaters, and this group of trick or treaters keeps asking people for their jack o' lanterns. Right. Yeah. And because, you know, uh, what's her name? Lacey, the little angel. She's got the bright idea. Like, we're going to go. We're going to honor the kids this Halloween. We're going to give them a Halloween tribute. We're going to go down there with eight Jack Lambs, Andrews, one for you know, each victim. They're collecting them for UNICEF, which she, I thought, what, what the hell is UNICEF going to do oh, man. with a bunch it's of... A, it's, a, it's a 12-year-old lie. That's what it uh -huh. is. 12-year-old lie. That is the worst lie. Like, unpack that for one second. Yeah. But like she says, she needs eight. They need eight pumpkins for eight of the souls, right? Right. And that's what they're really using. Right. For. Yeah. Okay. That's what she says. Yeah. And then they end up taking one from she, or getting, I guess, the last couple from Rhonda. Yes, because Rhonda has a fucking yard full of pumpkins. It's very cool. Her house is made of pumpkins. So Rhonda loves Halloween, right? And she's like really like fanatical oh, about Halloween, right? Yeah, well, she, uh, she like, kind of lays down some knowledge, like, as she's walking with a little pirate kid. Yeah. He's like, I like your witch's hat, and, or she, and she spouts off some Halloween bullshit to him. Yeah, she's like a, she's a savant. She's, yeah, she's her, a little right? savant. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Pat? Pat? Are you there? Oh, I'm sorry. I hit the little button on my thing. So you probably, oh. yeah, I have a mute button that's really sensitive. And if you look at it funny, it turns on. So I've probably been talking for like eight minutes and nobody heard anything, but oh, that's no. okay. Okay. So yeah, all we heard was we were talking about Rhonda being a savant and then. Yeah. And they called her uh, the little angel girl who's yeah. come up with this whole nice little chip. It keeps calling her Rhonda the retard. Yeah. And you, you can't do that now. And I was all immediately, I was like, Ooh, okay. No. And that was your introduction to Rhonda. I'm like, and then I saw some, like, this is the relationship right there. Like we're in this, as soon as that happened, even the first time I said, I'm like, this is a trap. Yeah. yeah. This yeah. is a trap. This is to lure this girl out of the house. And yeah. they're going to they're gonna do something awful to her down there, which they it's did. Also, it's also unnerving because they use the cute boy. Yeah. Uh, to, like, get to her. Yeah. yeah. Schrader, Schrader, I think his name. Schrader? they call it Schrader? I think they call him Schrader. Something like that. I don't but they, know. But they, but they use the cute boy to lure her out of the house. Well, who are they going to use? They use the girl with the epic... Uh, the epic dental <laughs> Oh, yeah, the, 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 the brace face that she's got. Uh, oh, I do yeah. not miss those days. No, I do not miss those days oh, at all. Oh, man, the wonders of orthodontics have come That's the word I was looking yeah. for. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, they they all go down to the pet, and it's it's a trap. They're just there to scare her, and they they she loses her – poor Rhonda loses her glasses. She falls. She hits her head really yeah. badly. You know, they were all dressed up in monster costumes and did all this crazy stuff. And Have you have you ever had someone – woke up do that, do that bullshit where they've like tried to play a prank on you and scare you and then you just literally get freaked out yeah yeah have you yeah. ever had those? are you kidding i startle all the time oh, that is I that mean, is true Josh, <laughs> have you have you heard the story about um when josh scared me in the shower go on oh yeah um get ready to jerk off everyone so so josh Krebs. <laughs> the the shower at my old place you had to like turn it on and let it run for like 10 minutes before it got hot sure 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 and um and it had one of those uh mm. kind of fogged up uh glass doors that you slide uh-huh 
And so I, I started the shower and I was kind of wandering around the house, like waiting for it to heat up. Uh-huh. So finally I get ready to get in the shower and I pull open the door and Josh is in the shower, uh, naked wearing a sleep no more mask. And I jumped, almost jumped out of my skin. Like I terrified me. That would be terrifying. It, Scared me so bad. I mean, with the protruding nose and the protruding who knows what else, it's all it's all bad. <laughs> and then I got on one knee and I said, Liz, will you do me the No, I remember, I remember you feeling really bad afterwards because I really, like, I was so panicked. But it's also not the first time that I've done shit like that to you. <laughs> yeah. And you still married him. And I did still marry him. How about that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. No, I like this whole segment because I was totally with Rhonda. Rhonda, Rhonda is kind of like... She's like the little outsider Winona Ryder of this whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. This was not my, my favorite Fair segment. It, Fair enough. It was, it was fun. I think that, like, the segment, the story is really fun. It's kind of a, it's kind of a missed opportunity because I love the idea of, like, a, like an old story that kind of curses the town. It's something that no one wants to talk about. Yeah. And yeah, maybe, a, that, maybe I would have liked it more if it permeated the rest of the story more. I know it really comes into you know, half of the stories we get. Yeah. Maybe it, I, I don't know. Maybe it had a vibe. I, more I mean, this time when I watched it, I realized, I'm like, oh, I think that's what woke them up. Because the kids are down there for a long time without anything bad happening to them. I think oh. it's them. I think it's the mean thing that they did to Rhonda, who's technically one of them, kind oh. of. Oh, okay. oh, I see. So I now see. these other fuckers have to pay. That's out. true. Oh, okay, so they like kind of team up with just to help. Yeah, them. I yeah. mean, it's, it's also important to notice that the the bus driver is not dead with them in that. Oh, quarry. right, right, right. He is not. He did not die in that quarry crash with those other kids. No, he did not. No, he did not. And we will we will learn more about that later. We have to remember that later. This is yeah. a lot of mental check notes. Okay. But that's wait. That's where we're at now, right? I mean, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Well, now we're at the, the final segment with with um with uh, Brian Cox. Who I always oh. want to call Frying Cox, and I don't know why. Frying Cox. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, this is some not knock down, drag out, bullshit. And this the movie. This is where a movie got me mad this time. This because really? I thought I thought I thought for a second. I'm like, oh, I think this is one of the rare instances where the dog doesn't die. Oh. Oh. That, that dog was awesome <laughs> and had no reason to be killed. Look, it was lame. Look, this movie killed a bunch of children really fast. They so. deserved it. <laughs> Wait, does the dog die? You hear him yelp off screen. You never see him again. Oh, okay. Yeah, never mind then. But no, but I mean, I, I mean, anything Brian Cox is in it, I'm going to watch it. Hmm. I mean, there is a, there is a very adorable mo- uh, video on YouTube of Brian Cox teaching a two-year-old child Hamlet. What? Uh, yeah, there was a video of Brian Cox online. I got to find it somewhere of teaching a little boy the to be or not to be speech from Hamlet. Well, that and, sounds And adorable. it is adorable as shit. So he's teaching a little kid about suicide. Yes. That's nice. That Well, Brian Cox is a very pleasant I, man. I, I'm I, sure he is. I know nothing about him. What, what should I recognize him from? Uh, that's a good question. I did not recognize him. Well, at all. Let's look him up. He, well, he's in all the Bourne movies. Okay, that doesn't. Help. He um, um, he's dressed like he's dressed like <laughs> he's dressed like somebody who, like, is just dressed in cobwebs, like covered in cobwebs. I think. Uh-huh. 
Uh, let's Hold see. On. Hold on. No filmography. Brian Cox filmography. Wow, his filmography has its own Wikipedia page. He was in, oh yeah, he was in, he was in um, Super Troopers. Okay. Uh, oh, he was in Airplane Two, the sequel. I don't remember that. Uh, Braveheart, Glimmerman. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at these movies and it's just like a. Oh no, he was in Rushmore. You're telling me you don't remember him from Mark Rushmore? Oh, uh, okay, Doctor Nelson. But he's like, yeah, okay. 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 You're telling me you're gonna look me straight in the eye no. and tell me that you're you don't remember him from I your love, favorite movie ever? I love Rushmore. Yeah, that's a good so. movie. Uh, adaptation, yeah. I'm not going to name off no. all this shit. He's yeah, got a lot. Yeah, of- yeah, okay. So he's got a lot. So I'll fix this in post. This went on forever. Anyway, but um, yeah. So he's going to have a one-on-one encounter with that nasty little spirit of um, Sam. Yeah, so Mr. Sam, little little Sam. Mm-hmm. Little Sam came a trick or treating and didn't get what he liked. This is a. But then he does. But that's what I love about it. We'll keep, we'll come back to that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's such a it's such a cool. I love the sequence because it's such a cool like. Yeah, Ebenezer Scrooge, but like really fucked up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's visited by this little demonic spirit that is tormenting the shit out of him, beating the crap out of him. And man, when that mask comes off. What the fuck is he? What is he? like a weird little pumpkin person because whenever he shoots him, it's just pumpkin pulp that goes flying around. He's a giant pumpkin, right? Yeah, he's like. Pumpkin baby. Aww. He's a little pumpkin, pumpkin baby. baby. Oh, oh no, a pumpkin baby at the pumpkin baby hospital. Oh. <laughs> this kid is fucking <laughs> stuffing. Like, it's ridiculous. Like, like, Upper East Side housewives are asking for him at Dunkin' Donuts in a coffee. <laughs> yeah. It is nuts. Um, yeah. yeah, this is such a really. He, he home alones him. Yeah. He does, <laughs> like, he throws. So. Brian Cox chases him around with a shotgun within the first couple of minutes. Yep. And and he slices his Achilles tendon. Yep. Oh yeah. I'm well, always a fan of. With a candy bar with a razor blade in it. Yeah. Yeah. And um the other thing that I really liked about this movie is they did the one thing in Halloween that I've always been um really scared about because I heard about when I was a kid, which was putting razor blades in candy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he lines the stairwell with a bunch of razor blades and needles yeah and, and, pushes, and candy and candy. Yeah, candy and he pushes brian cox down these stairs and he just covered he's just like oh my god my hands are oh, yeah when he's like all chopped up oh, oh man that million teeny cool. tiny candy cuts oh candy cuts oh god it was it was like it was like being eight again i loved it uh-huh i think uh-huh. Candy cuts, i'm calling that i'm calling that band name i think i'm gonna candy cuts candy cuts but right. there's two t's at the end Okay. Ooh. We'll talk about that later. Nice. Um, yeah, and what I just love about all this is that the rule for this whole game was very simple. Just to give him candy. Trick or treat, candy. smell my feet, give me something good to eat. All he wanted was a damn piece of candy, and I'm going to leave you alone, sir. Yeah, he picks up that little chocolate bar, and he's like, okay. Well, he stabbed him. He, he stabbed Wait. him with the lollipop, but he got the, he got the candy bar that was in his pocket instead of his flesh. And he's like, oh, okay. Can Thanks. I, let me ask. Let me ask something. <laughs> Does he he takes Charlie's candy bag, right? Who? Uh, Mr. Mr. Creed. No. What happened was at the beginning of that scene, there was some trick or treaters that came to the door, and the door opened, and the 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 dog Sparky, exactly. whatever his name was, had his costume on with glow in the dark eyes. Right. And it scared the kids away. Oh yeah. You they, know what? And they dropped they dropped their candy bag, so he you, stole the kids' candy. You got such a good Halloween sense of humor. Why can't he ha- celebrate Halloween? 
That's such a good, oh, whatever. Because he did a very bad thing on Halloween. That's why. Oh, that's, yeah. Putting all those kids over the cliff. Yeah. That's probably why. He's he, every year he has to live this horror of killing a bunch of children. Yeah, you know how you saw that? Don't kill children the first or, time. Or just drink a shitload of vodka. Which he does. He which does. is all, which is what I think Brian Cox does in this entire movie. That's true. There's a lot of empty bottles around his house. Play to your strengths. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Play to your yeah. strengths. Yeah, I think I think Brian Cox at the end of the movie, like they were like, Great Brian, great take. We're just going to do it from this other side. So we just want you to just, just keep on drinking. And he's just like, you guys were filming all that? Yep, pretty much. <laughs> um, yeah, and then, so, yeah, so so Sam gets his candy, and he just, like, fucking leaves. He's done. That's all he wanted. That's all he, that's all, he yep. just wanted his little candy. Never said a word. Yeah. Yeah. Very simple rules. That's what I like about this. It's all just simple rules that he needed to follow. I will. I will say my fav- One of my favorite parts in this entire movie was when he shoots or he cuts off Sam's hand, uh-huh. and the the hand does the Evil Dead too. Like it starts uh-huh. moving and all this shit, and he just looks at it and he's just like, "You gotta be fucking kidding me!" Uh-huh. Now, that's that's such a great that's yeah. such a great way of like putting encapsulating this entire movie. It's like you gotta be fucking kidding me. This is happening now. Okay. Nice little nice little nod to the thing as well. I yeah. It. yeah, yeah, it's really cool. There there are a lot of really good like I love that when the hand crawls across the room to get back yeah. to Sam, that it waves hi hi at him before yeah. Sam. <laughs> yeah, there are a lot of good homages. There are a lot of good like little like a lot of good har- uh, carpenter es- uh, yeah. you know like Karen John Carpenter. Carpenter. Uh, yeah, Karen Carpenter. Yeah. I think you know. we needed more Karen Carpenter. You know, well, there was a lot of vomiting at the beginning. Did I just yeah, say I mean, that? Oh, my God. When oh Charlie God. starts vomiting, they played We've Only Just Begun. I'm going to hell for that one. That's mm. all right. That's okay. I won't tell anyone. Um, but, yeah, like, and then Sam just kind of, like, pieces out. He's like, all right, I got what I want. And, yeah. it, and then, then he goes and kills Leslie Bibb. Yes. Like, I can move on now. Yeah, which I thought was funny too, because he's just standing out in the house, like, "Yes, I've done my Halloween duty," and he just happens to see her blow out that pumpkin. He's like, "I got work." Yeah, he's like, "Well, I guess my, I guess I can't go home yet." Yeah, you can't clock yeah. out. You can't clock out yet. Well, nope, well, that Kit Kat has got to, gonna have to wait. Yeah, I know. Oh uh, well, man, he's got to go kill Leslie Bibb. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Uh, I think, well, yeah. And then, and then, but Krieg, Krieg uh, dies anyway because all the zombie kids come back to us. Yeah, because we, I, I, when I was watching this time, I didn't remember. I actually did not remember how the movie ended. It's been a while since I've seen it. Mm-hmm. And when you first meet Brian Cox, he's burning all these old photographs. I'm going, that's weird. And they're not referencing them. I'm like, well, what's that about? And I'm like, that's sad. The guy's got no wood, probably no heat in the house. He's like, these past memories don't mean anything to him. And then later on, you're like, Oh, oh, that's right. why. Because you're the that's fucking right. bus driver and it's the pictures of the kids that you murdered, you fucking bastard. You, uh, you murdered a bunch of kids a couple of years ago, I got it. Yeah. yeah. It took him 30 years to feel remorse about it. It'd be great if, like, it just panned out and you just saw him, like, it's pictures of him at the mall meeting, like, Mr. T or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. His autograph holes. Yeah, all his like, autographs. He's like, I'm never burning that one. No. No, yeah. so that's pretty much Trick or Treat in a nutshell. I love this movie for the season. It's I think fun. it's a great Halloween movie. It is. It is a fun movie to have around. Like uh, you know, it's a cool movie to watch at Halloween time because it captures like all the fun stuff, but all the dangerous stuff too. And really, only the bad things happen to bad people. Yeah, yeah. and it's not. Um, 
it's not a super gory movie. No, no, no. It's no. more like suspense and 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 tricks. And titties. one might say there are a bunch of titties in this movie. There, there are, well, really, just with the with the werewolves and well, the nature tape and the nature tape. Oh yeah, the, yeah, the beginning. Tape. We see yeah. we see some full on penna at the beginning of this movie. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Pentatonics. <laughs> yeah, pentatonics. That's when. He... I'll fuck five guys. I'll f- oh I'll Jesus! Fuck five guys. Call like back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh man! <laughs> My listeners have no idea what we're talking about. They have no idea if Look, you. Yeah. When you get listen. on when you get on your bloody date night journey, you'll know. You'll know what it means. Uh huh. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. This this is a really fun. I'm actually really glad you let us watch this because this is a really fun little treat for yeah. us. Yeah. It's really cool. It's a good. It's a good. Uh, it's kind of a weird thing to say. It's a good date Halloween movie. Yeah. Uh, well, I feel like this isn't a movie that we would have gotten to on our podcast for a while. No. No, because I know your style. Thank yeah. you. Thank no, you. and I have to think outside Josh's box that came out dirty. <laughs> expected it to. Stay out of my box, Patrick. I'm I'm out of your box. Okay. <laughs> I am so far out of your box. I've been in your box. It smells weird in there, but I kind of like it. But I don't want to stay in there for very long. That's okay. The stage that I'm burning. Leave it alone. Uh-huh. Um, oh, you can't get rid of demons like that in there. No, sir. No, not with sage. No, you need something else. I appreciate that. Thank you. And some hazmat um, stuff happening. Yeah. But no, no, I know I know kind of Josh's pattern. I know kind of what his tastes are and I see how things go. And I said this is probably not something he'd pick on his own for a yeah. while. Because I know <laughs> I can see what he likes and there's a certain pattern how things go. And I said, Yeah, I think and I think this will appeal to Liz as well, because I want to get both of you on board. Yeah. Thank I God. It was fun. And at least this time we didn't <laughs> At least time it wasn't sex murders of children. Yes. Halloween. Thank God. That's Thank all I was. I was that only did, wishing that, for a sex murder of a child. In this, that dimmed the fun a little bit last year. <laughs> I'm. I'm it's very. I, I see. I see that there's a pattern now going with us on your show. Mm-hmm. Child murders. Child murders. So I cannot wait to see when you invite us back next year. What child murder movie we will be watching? I, I didn't even do it intentionally. Did not do it intentionally. It, it's, it's. I can't help it if all these Halloween themed movies want to murder children. We love a theme, you know. We love a good theme. We love a real good thing. All right. I think that's going to wrap it up for now. Remind everybody where they can find you and where they can find Bloody Date Night. Um, well, you can find Bloody Date Night at Bloody Date Night on Twitter, Bloody Date Night on Instagram. I think we uh, – on Facebook as well, uh-huh. if anybody wants to go check that out. It's, it's, it's mainly a lot of, like, what we're uh, doing for the upcoming episodes, and you'll see pictures of our uh, Rabbit Wednesday and some kind of fun shit that we see during the Halloween season. Um, you can follow me at uh, Josh the Mayor One, and one is W O N because I won the election. Uh, Liz. Oh yeah, I am Miss Liz R K. K is for Krebs. That's right, because we got married. Ah. Uh, to each other. To each other. Boom. Thank goodness. Um. Yeah, and yeah. you can find us there if you if you follow Bloody Date Night anywhere, you'll find us eventually which you should you, you i love your show it's a treat i can't say that enough yeah. although i do have one more very important question that i have to ask liz yes sir after watching this movie <laughs> do you still want to remain married to josh because i do have the power to annul the shit out of this it could never wow. happen i can make him disappear <laughs> i mean i don't know that catacomb ceremony was pretty intense um <laughs> i think i think we can stay together all right, have it your way. Yeah, Maybe next Halloween. Yeah, All right. Yeah. Thank you, Josh. Thank you, Liz, for coming on the show. Thank you for helping out the kids at New Alternatives. I appreciate that so much. Thank and one, 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 more, one more thing. 
before we yeah. go. Perhaps the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. <laughs> That's going to wrap up episode 247. Thank you so much to Josh and Liz from Bloody Date Night for coming on and celebrating Halloween with me. And, and I'm just, I was planning on saying a grander thank you to all of my guests right now. But I just can't. I, I forgot to mention again earlier on to thank John Clemmo who guested on the Abominable Dr. Fives episode for his donation, and also John Lucas from Beyond the Box set. He donated as well. There are some other people who donated, but I'm so tired right now that I actually can't physically find the list of the donors on Facebook. A lot of people gave on Facebook over the night, and I... Facebook has not made this easy. Like, they don't put the donor list in chronological order. It's alphabetical, so I kind of have to do process of elimination every time I look at it to figure out who the new donors are, and I don't have it today. If you donated yesterday, thank you. I can't find you. I physically can't do it. I'm done. I'm – my engine is out of gas It's about to seize because the oil is gone and my tires are riding on the rims. I've got nothing left to give, but hopefully you do. We're so close to that goal, $197 by midnight. If you haven't donated, please do it today. I know, I know, I know. It doesn't have to be it for another two weeks, but I want this really badly. I want to have hit this for Halloween. It's a magical night. Anything can happen, and I know that you guys can do it. And you'll go over to bit.ly slash sqpodathon or http colon slash slash fundraise.newalternativesnyc.org slash sq and make your donation that if you've made a donation, you'll get a friend to donate or a loved one or someone. I, I don't care who you get to donate. Just get us there, please. These kids deserve it. They And not only do they deserve it, they need it. Thank you all for joining me on this extraordinary journey over the last three weeks. I've had a lot of fun. It's been a lot of hell. I hope you've had a lot of fun too. I've learned a lot about myself, oddly enough. I guess because I've been so worn down throughout this whole thing that my defenses were down and I got to Well, you know what? You guys know you've been here. And I don't want to make it all about myself. 
like the father from Don't Go to Sleep. It's not all about me. None of this is about me. It's about the kids at New Alternatives. And right now, it's all about you. Spread the word. Open your wallet if you haven't already. And have a fantastic Halloween. So until next time, my beautiful, beautiful streamers, continue to make the world a creepier place, but let's give those kids at New Alternatives a break and give them a slightly less scary Halloween this year. And never, ever forget the Scream Queen's golden rule. Fight or flight, survive the night, make it to the final real baby. And I just did. And I am out. the music for tonight's show, unless otherwise specified, has been written by Sam Haynes. You can find all of his music at www.bandcamp.com. Bitches! <laughs>